Ian Hoffer. I'm Robbie Carmen. I'm Dan Moran. And uh, in this mailbag, we're going to take a look at a question from a Mixing Light member. Uh, and he's looking to kind of work with external matter grain, which is a personal favorite of mine. Pretty much every job I use has grain these days. Um, and his question basically says that he's trying to work with an external mat to apply a grain clip, um, but it's not showing. Uh, and there's a couple of different uh, reasons this might happen. I will start probably like the most uh, kind of color page ref uh, relevant, which is um, if you add a mat on the color page, if you look at the node graph, it's probably connected um, alpha channel wise. So you might need to actually delete the, the link, which is the, I think it's the blue arrows, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you need to connect the yellow dot to yellow dot and that will actually make a picture. Ah, so I think yes. that could be the yep. color page issue. I'm not too sure. Well, that's the, you mean you mean uh, the picture? You mean pass off the RGB data? Yeah, yeah, the RGB data. Yeah, instead of yeah. Like, so you need to because it'll it'll automatically hook it up key to signal, key signal, yeah. and you want to actually take it as a video yeah. signal. Uh, and then of course, if you pop it to overlay mode, then you can just apply your grain. Um, but of course, there's other ways. There's uh, you know what, what were the things we were thinking? We were thinking uh, we have. Uh, media page issues. Yeah, when he when he added the uh, and this this screws up a lot of people. You think that you just add the the green clip as um, a video as clip. a as a regular clip, and you don't. You need to right click on that clip prior to adding it to the media pool and say add as mat. Because uh, if you don't do that, it won't actually work as a mat. Uh, so that 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 might be another little gotcha. I was gonna say another thing is um, if you have already added the clip as a video clip, you can't actually then add it as a mat. So uh, it kind of gets locked out and then you get stuck and you think, oh, it's not working now. But if you delete it and then re-add it as a mat the first time, uh, it should work, hopefully. But I got to tell you guys, I'm sitting here and doing this right now as we're chatting about this because I'm a little concerned because he's talking about adding grain to a still. And so what I'm doing is I pulled, I just put my logo into DaVinci Resolve. I pulled up um, from Cinegrain. I've got a mat, added it as an external mat. I did. I added a layer mixer, and so now I'm feeding the external mat as video into a node, feeding that node into the layer mixer, compositing it on top of my logo. I hit play, and the grain is not moving. So, Pat, I'm, I guess I'm confused. Are you adding it as a mat? I am. I, I've added the grain as an external mat in the media pool. So then when I go to the node tree, I right-click, and... I add it as a mat, and it shows up as a track mat. So I've got my um, my Cinegrain showing up as an external mat. It pops up into the node tree, and now I break the clip, the link, so it's no longer a blue arrow. It's now an orange dot hooked up to orange dot in a layer mixer. I use the layer mixer, put into a composite mode, say an add mode. When I hit play, and it's a still image, the grain is still. It doesn't move. So it's not actually, it's like a one frame thing that's just repeating over and over again for five seconds. And I think that's how Resolve is looking at it. But if I go into the edit tab, take that still frame, turn it into a compound clip and redo that workflow and hit play. Now my grain's moving. Interesting. Yeah, I when it comes to this grain stuff, I, I know this track mat stuff is, is kind of the, a lot of the way that, you know, is one of the ways that a lot of people work. I actually... Don't find anything wrong with the you know, you know, put on V two and uh, composite down like mm, old yeah. I've heard that sometimes. Oh, that works too. And, and actually, I gotta I gotta be honest with you guys. Uh, I have been using Film Convert not for all the fancy color science stuff that they do with the cameras. I've been doing it simply for the grain. 
uh, at least on my system, if I do grain only, even though it's an OFX, uh, if I do grain only either on the track level or on the clip level, it's completely real time. If I start if I start messing in with you know the other color science stuff, you know, in the um, the camera profiles and all that kind of stuff, it slows down quite a bit. But if I do just grain, and it's freaking fantastic because it has all the Kodak and Fuji stocks, 8, 16, 35, Super 35. Um, in my mind, I've just started. I've stopped messing with all the matte stuff and just gone to just gone to film convert for the grain stuff. And while I've got this open, I just did what Robbie does, and I applied this to the still image to a JPEG that's sitting just in the timeline. Applied film convert to it, turned off film color, so it's not applying any color matrix stuff. Turned off curve, kicked up grain to 200%, hit play, and I'm seeing grain in real time, so, right? Without without, in real time. without render cache, yeah. right? No, it's. Yeah. I mean that's. Yeah. I mean I if. If if I could see any reason for buying film convert, which there's a lot of reasons, uh, that grain reason it was is just hands down the way to go. Did they do a Linux version? Uh, <laughs> Nobody uh, does a Linux version. It's, well, <laughs> well, does Linux support OpenFX? It does, but you have to install it. That's the hard part. Yeah. So it's true. like, how do you oh, install okay. it to the the Linux box? That's the only downside I'd say of Resolve okay. Linux, really. And and guys, I think this this whole thing about the external mapping is also something we've had a couple of these uh, these sort of kick in the pants uh, moments over the course of recording these these uh, these these this latest series of mailbags. Um, I think to this member we can say this is something we need to expand upon as well. I know Dan, you've done a little bit. Pat, you've done a little bit. Um, but this whole idea of external mats. Uh, is something that we're going to explore. And, you know, one of the things also, guys, that I'm really excited about is that the the idea of external maps has really kind of expanded recently with some OFX stuff from uh, from Boris and from the guys at Imagineer Systems and all kind of stuff. And we're going to have some insights very soon on some of those workflows, working with compositors and that kind of stuff. So uh, a very germane question that has uh, got us thinking for sure. Yep. That was a good question. I enjoyed that. So, for MixingLight.com, I'm Robbie Carmen. I'm Dan Moran. And I'm Patrick Inhofer. And we will see you in the next mailbag. Mm-hmm.